Welcome into DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC universe properties that have been brought to film and television. I'm your host, David C. Robertson, and this is my ever-vigilant co-host, Jason. Hello. All right, guys. Now, we have released two episodes called DC Movies That Never Happened, mm-hmm. part, parts one and two. <laughs> Strangely, um, last time I checked, part I two had 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 more uh, downloads than part one. I didn't completely understand how that happened. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. I don't really... Okay, whatever. So this is... This is just a, like, we got done with those. Like, Mm -hmm. I had scoured the internet and found a whole bunch of stuff, and we did two parts, Mm -hmm. and we cut them up into two episodes. Uh And then shortly after that, I went and found others. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just looking around, wondering if I'd missed any. And sure enough, there were some that I had missed, and good Lord, like, I, it's been months since we did those episodes at this point. I have not, I have not spoken with Jason about these, and it's been killing me. <laughs> it has been killing me. I refuse to send him a copy yeah. of the rundown for this episode because yeah. I wanted his genuine reaction here. But you usually get it. I usually get a really genuine reaction anyway. Like because he doesn't look into this stuff. No, but <laughs> I, I don't. I don't internet good enough. He doesn't internet good enough. He's a very busy man. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, I go between busy and uh, intolerably lazy. Plus, so. I think it's important that we have an audience proxy on the show anyway. Sure. Audience proxy is good. Sure. Just I'm, giving you, know. you a peek behind the curtain, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no one um, needed that curtain pulled back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about DC movies that never happened, part three. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I gather this is where it of, gets really off the rails somehow. Oh, you're not wrong, sir. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right i've waited long enough so bring it all right we're gonna jump in here this doesn't have a title but in apparently june of 1989 rolling mm-hmm. stone magazine did an interview with adam west mm-hmm. adam west was very mad he was very upset um he dismissed the uh tim burton batman movie as robocop and Go- robocop in gotham city <laughs> <laughs> Adam, you beautiful man. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and um, was was angry because um, apparently he suge- he suggested that he should play Thomas Wayne. Well, actually, he suggested that he should he could still play Batman, and they ignored him roundly. <laughs> ignored him barely dismissed. <laughs> and then he suggested that he could play Thomas Wayne. Uh-huh. And as he puts it, they totally ignored me. Mm. Now. Apparently, he tried to pitch, or he got, he tried to get them to make a Batman movie some years earlier. Here is his rundown. Bruce Wayne had basically retired to his ranch in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> After having... We all, we all know about Batman's, <laughs> Batman's hobby of agriculture and farming. We all... We all Every time I've looked at Batman, I've thought, you know what? That's a man that's a rancher at heart. (laughs) Bruce Wayne retires to his ranch in New Mexico after having cleaned up Gotham City. Uh Most of the the main villains were in madhouses or penitentiaries. Mm -hmm. So I invented a new supervillain called Sun Yat Mars, who was so heinous. Say that name again. Spell that name, for God's sake. Sun, as in the sun, uh-huh. S-U-N, uh-huh. 
Yat or Yat Y A T. Uh huh. And then Mars, as in planet Mars. Okay. Sun Yat Mars, who was so heinous, he inspired to spring them on one horrible stormy night, making them his minions, Marsies. <laughs> oh no. No, 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 no. Moreover, he was kidnapping college kids from all around the world, taking them to his zombie satellite, which was very alien looking. You said the word zombie satellite. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I want and there no, no now I want a, a like an adult swim show called Zombie Satellite. <laughs> that could work. It'd be perfect. Uh, no, it's a space station it, that where where a zombie outbreak happened, and now no one will come for him. So it's like four somewhat sentient zombies hanging around in a space station. Yeah. If anyone can make that work, it's Adult Swim. <laughs> I'm looking at <laughs> you, Brendan right, Small. Man. Knock it out. <sighs> so there they marched about and uh, would file in long lines into these terrible machines that sucked their brains out. Of course. <laughs> um, so Adam West went on to describe... That he actually precursed there would convergence be, to some things, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> he went on to say, though, that there would be uh, signs of alien invasion on Earth, and the film would also include moonlit romantic horse riding. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> and here's here's my favorite part. Uh-huh. Um. Robin had retired as the boy wonder uh-huh. and was now, quote, a singing medical intern. <laughs> He's chasing. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he says he's a singing medical intern. He's chasing nurses around with his guitar. The Bruce Spring. <laughs> okay. The Bruce Springsteen of Mercy Hospital, he says. Oh, God. I'm just imagining Burt Ward chasing people around with his apparently legendarily sized dick hanging out. What? <laughs> I'm imagining Burt Ward, obviously. Well, okay. Uh, there, there, there's, there's rumor uh, that, uh, that he has a, um, a, a hefty endowment. When did this come about? Oh, this has been hanging around for, for uh, well, since, you know. <laughs> since... <laughs> Hanging around since his boy blunder days. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't remember seeing anything. Oh, there, there. He tells he tells whole stories. uh, Well, yeah, he tells whole stories. Exactly. That's the thing. It's 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 supposedly allegedly endowed. Um, He also claimed he. I don't know. He might have actually gotten laid as much as he says at the time because he was on every one of those little teeny bit magazines. Sure. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh, he did. But. Oh my God. I'm just imagining Burt Ward, Burt Ward though, with like his comically sized crotch piece and a guitar, chasing young interns down through hallways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh okay. Uh-huh. Apparently, when that was not, clearly not going to happen, God, why? there was a thing called there was a thing that we'll refer to as Adam West's Super Bat. Of course. I don't know that um, I've ever wanted anything in my life more than to see the movie he just described. I know. I, I would pay good money for that. I really, I'd probably have to come home and burn every comic I've ever had after it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'd still do it. So just set my entire garage. Adam West. Adam West apparently tried to get the right. He tried to buy the rights to Batman. Uh huh. God, that would have been um, fun. He was not. He couldn't. Uh huh. 
just playing couldn't afford um, it. I don't know what exactly that. He tried to get the film rights to Batman. And um, so when that didn't happen, mm-hmm. well, here's what he said. I also wrote a thing called Super Bat mm-hmm. when it was clear I'd never get film rights to the Batman character. Mm-hmm. It was a hybrid of Batman and Superman who came from another galaxy, but he now lives in this vast cave. Oh, God. Now, from everything. I don't think I needed the, you know, I don't, I don't think I needed him to tell me it was a hybrid. Yeah. What did he um, want to do with this the, abomination? He actually didn't say a whole lot about it. Uh, the only thing like we, so far as we can tell, the yes. only powers he has are living in that vast cave <laughs> and being otherworldly. <laughs> oh, oh, and Adam West actually specifically mentions that he that bat that this super bat is so rich he can do anything. God. That's his powers: being rich and living in a big cave, um, and having an immigration status. <laughs> now he also mentioned though um, that he he <laughs> he hated working the convention circuit, mm-hmm. and he says at personal appearances I'll only stay in costume for about fifteen minutes, then get out and mingle. It's no fun to do it, really. I mean, I make it fun, but it's work. It takes a great deal of energy to play Batman, but then of course I have my secret life that I tell no one about. You know, when I wear the costume to orgies. <laughs> <laughs> You know the one. <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> Somewhere bo- board is probably doing the same thing. Yeah. No, um, Trying to sell all the people at the orgy dog food. That wasn't Adam West's last pitch for Batman. Of course way. not. I'm still, I'm sad that he didn't return with the zombie satellites today. He's already talked about space. Right. Right. Um, make it a combo. Like while his ship's coming in from another galaxy, he destroys the zombie satellite. And- <laughs> One zombie falls to the earth. It's a whole thing. Yeah. No, there's a... uh, Zombies on (laughs) Mars. It's great. This is direct quote. This is all we have on this. This is direct quote from Adam West. Wait, that's how it happens. He he hits the zombie satellite. One zombie ends up on Mars, and that's how we get this Mars character, the Sun Tuck Mars right. guy. Sun Yet Mars. Right, right. He gets pissed off because we littered his planet with zombies, so he comes back to (laughs) let everyone out and get, get Batman off the goddamn ranch. (laughs) <laughs> why is he oh okay in Mexico I just don't understand <laughs> so he pitched he pitched a musical oh of course of course he did it was called A Night in Wayne Manor and um it, I'm here so he said this is it at home yeah already this is yeah this, this is his what he said about it uh-huh. at another point I went to DC Comics and tried to sell them on the idea of a big Broadway play called A Night in Wayne Manor which could have been a musical but by then no one would touch Batman the movie was in the works I'm not sure that's the reason that failed Adam right I'm not, I'm not sure that's what happened did they let Adam West into the DC Comics offices anymore at this point <laughs> Because I would have had his picture at the photo desk of the security guard. If you see this man, <laughs> distract him. Throw something very shiny in the other direction. Direct him to a, a nearby orgy. Right. Like Throw some stale bread over the counter. He'll get distracted. Right. Food? I haven't eaten in 25 years. Take it. Take it. <laughs> Just get a big, giant bag of M&Ms, lay them down about three feet from each other, mm-hmm. and guide him Guide him to some, some other lot. <laughs> now, um... Michael Uslan, mm-hmm. for years, was trying to get a Batman film made in the 70s, mm-hmm. and no one wanted to do it because, well, we'll get into that. But 
he was trying to get a Batman movie made, and he was trying to pitch the character as much as he could. The only the only people interested were CBS. Really? CBS wanted to do a Batman movie, but it had to be Batman in outer space. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why? I don't know. But there's no more information on it because DC roundly rejected the concept. (laughs) Good for you, DC. Right? Oh, man. Now, speaking of of Michael Uslan... Like, had to be in outer space? He's the... This is Batman's version uh, yeah. of that giant fucking spider. Mm-hmm. So Michael Uslan, he was, you know, you got to give it to the guy. He was, he's really, he loves Batman a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I've listened to interviews with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also really weirdly conservative. <laughs> like, really weird. Like, I happened to hear him, like, on the radio one night. There, I was flipping through the radio, and this dude was talking. And he's like, oh, we've got Michael Uslan. And I'm like, bing, I know that name. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, this uh, Dark Knight Rises is coming out. And, you know, Dark Knight Rises was thought to have been pl- pretty political uh, before it uh, came out. And real- we all realized it was just horseshit. You're right. But there's going to be a statement there for a second. And um, we'll go yeah, back and listen to our thoughts on that. It wound up being like the Rusty Humphrey show. Which is a very conservative talk show, and he's talking. I, I get the feeling that he didn't exactly tell Michael Uslan that he was a conservative talk show, mm-hmm. and they're just talking about Batman. And then, like, he's getting Michael Uslan to agree to all this like really conservative sentiment, like oh god, like anti welfare, like and, and like, at the time it was like uh, what what was it uh, the um, oh occupation uh, occupy oh, Wall Street or whatever stuff, yeah. it was, yeah. And, like, Uslan was really against it and just talking about how stupid it was. And I was just like, he's okay. He's probably not that's, more than he can chew. That's he not going to end making, well. He shouldn't be making these comments. Uslan, Uslan, hang up the phone. Hang up the phone now. But but anyway, um, so Uslan was kept trying to get this this or something off the ground for Batman, and no one believed in it. Like, they were, they would, well, as he put it, they would tell him Batman is a pot-bellied funny guy with pals, zaps, and whams. It's silliness. And I would tell them, no, it's not. And they wouldn't get it. Even when I showed them the dark Batman comic books and the old, the old stuff and the, the new stuff. And, they, they <laughs> and those were the only ones I showed to Tim Burton. My biggest fear was that somehow Tim would get a hold of the campiest Batman comics and where would we be? Right. Um, but to try to get interest, Uslan sat down and worked on a script called Return of the Batman. This predates Dark Knight Returns. Really? And it was it was really dark and really gritty. And it was, I don't know where you can find it, though. Hmm. But it was never, like, he never wrote it for it to be produced, but just to kind of prove a point. Hmm. Right. He said it helped him convince a few people in Hollywood that, of what he was trying to accomplish, though. I mean, you know, he had a silly dream at the time. It was a silly dream, but look where we are now, though. It was a noble dream. Now, some of this I may have spoken about, and I can't remember. But I, I thought, I, like, did we talk about the Nightwing movie? Not to my recollection. Yeah, they were going to do a Nightwing movie. Okay, that was that was going to be basically the next step in the uh, Schumacher franchise before Batman and Robin flopped. They were going to oh. do like a spinoff where Robin goes off to become Nightwing. He was still going to be around in the eventual. Like, he was going to be Robin, and then they were going to like trail him off into a Nightwing movie. Mm. And like, Chris O'Donnell actually said like they were totally going to do one. I was going to be Nightwing. I mean, his, his suit looked like Nightwing in Batman and Robin. And then he said it was such a bomb, Batman and Robin, that they were like, scrap that. And that was the end of that. That sounds 
<clears throat> Sounds exactly right. He would have looked a lot better in a Nightwing outfit than he did Robin's. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I look think at the, the black and blue would have fit him a lot better. Well, the red and blue or the red and dark blue or whatever it was in Batman and Robin with the Nightwing symbol on it mm-hmm. actually looked really good. I liked I liked his costume a lot in Batman and Robin, except for the nipples. <laughs> would, would you, okay, in a, in a Sophie's Choice kind of way, um, if, if I told you I could get rid of the nipples, but you'd have to have a mullet on Nightwing. Um, and you can't just say I'm not watching it either way. Or that you're going to kill yourself. Oh, I'd watch it. It's a Batman thing. I'd watch okay. it. It's just... Uh, mullet or nipples? I'd take the nipples over the mullet. That, that bad? Yeah, I don't blame you. It, it, it's one of the aberrations of the entire DC canon for me. That freaking hairstyle for a while there, man. And yeah. then when it wasn't a mullet, it was a rat tail. Like, what the hell were you doing to this guy? Why? Why? What was funny is, like, in the 90s, for some reason, mm-hmm. they, like, had... Um, it was real weird to me. Like... He didn't have the mullet. He just had like really long hair, and he would always like just pull it back tight and have. He had like a really long ponytail. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, they would color him about three shades darker than Bruce, hmm. like his skin. Mm-hmm. And like when I was a kid, like I didn't know that was Robin. I would just kind of went to the comics, and I'm like, who's this cool Indian dude who's hanging out with <laughs> with Batman all the time? He's like Native American man, and he's called Nightwing. That even that sounds like a Native American. Indian name, like, right? You know, Little Bigfoot, Nightwing, right? I, I don't know. And forever, I didn't know that that was Robin. I was just like, Aww. I like this guy. <laughs> He's a cool cat. <laughs> Maybe he should stay around for a while. <laughs> and then and he, was, he goes back actually, into Dick Grayson's outfit, and you're like, Oh my god, how did he turn into a white guy? Yeah. What have you done with my yeah. Indian friend? Like my dad has like a uh, full blooded like Native American in his family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's always been really into that stuff. And I was actually, I remember actually going and showing him the comic. Like, Look, they have like an Indian dude in the comics and he doesn't have feathers or a dream catcher or. Right. <laughs> it's really pretty like, progressive. Oh, wait, it's a white dude. I was, I was Damn. proud of him. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And then I realized he was, nope. you know, some, it's a color. Some gypsy lad. Right. He was some gypsy lad, of, uh, as they've described him in the comics. Uh, oh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> That's weird. It's Dick Grayson. Um, so, did we talk about Tim Burton's Catwoman? Yes, actually. Okay. I know I didn't talk about this. I found more information on Tim Burton's Catwoman. Hit me up. All right. So, we know that it was like Batman Forever came out. And the the day it hit cinemas was the day that uh, Daniel Waters get handed in the script for Catwoman. Uh-huh. And that was pretty much the end of that. Right. However, I found some bits. This is what it involved. This was what the script involved. It would have had Catwoman suffering amnesia. <laughs> and she winds up in a place called Oasisville, which is apparently the Bat Universe's answer to Las Vegas. And it's run by superheroes, where she encounters terrible, flawed male superhero types that push her back into the Catwoman identity. <laughs> I am already at a what-the-fuck-is-happening-here point. <laughs> it oh, sounds Aces like an episode Bill? of The Tick. Like, it, oh, it, it sounds like an, Yeah, it sounds like an episode of The Tick. It does, actually. <laughs> now, what did, the, what did the mean boys do to her, though? It, are they superheroes or supervillains that are running them? What what is this superhero types? Superhero types. What what the hell is a superhero type? I don't know. Some like I don't I don't I really don't know what that is. I have no idea. I just imagine like a bunch of like Superman parodies walking around. I don't know. <clears throat> is it just like but a, a, a city full of 
Nathan Fillion's. <laughs> All with sleazy gold chains. I would I would move to that city in a heartbeat, man. <laughs> if it was a city full of Nathan Fillions. <laughs> yeah. I'd assume every now and then they would break out into song and they would all sing together. It'd be great. Man's gotta do. Oh my! Man's gotta do. Um, all right. I have so, some lightning happening on my side of town. Oh. So there is a there's a thing we missed out on, man. Mm-hmm. This was an animated movie called Justice League: Worlds Collide. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to bridge the gap between Justice League Season 2 and Justice League Unlimited Season 1. Really? Yeah, man. That would have been great. They were go- we were going to find out how Wonder Woman got her invisible jet. Yeah. It was going to talk about the expansion of the Justice League membership. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it was going to have the crime syndicate involved. Wow. Yeah. It was going to be a big thing. And um, it was canceled. They put it on... They put it on hiatus, and then they changed it over to Justice League uh, Crisis on two, wor- two Earths or whatever. Okay. That's yeah. a damn shame, though. I wouldn't have minded. It's something that actually bothered me about uh, going between them was, you know, you had Justice League, and then it was Unlimited, and, and it, was, it was a slightly different show. Mm-hmm. All the same, you know, it was all the same continuity and everything, and it, nothing, yeah. nothing too distracting here. It just, it, I wouldn't have minded a transition stage at all. And here's, here's another big shame. Dwayne McDuffie uh, worked on it. Mm-hmm. This is the guy that created Static Shock and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sadly no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bruce Tim in 2004 said, um, at this point, it was still in the works. He says, there is a Justice League uh, DTV in the works, kind of. What happened was the home video division commissioned us to write a JL, a Justice League DTV, uh, right around the time we were gearing up for season three. McDuffie and I came up with a story. Dwayne wrote a terrific script. I designed loads of new characters. We started storyboarding. Andrea Romano had a killer cast. We were just getting ready to record it, and then That's home video redundant. slammed on the brakes. Really? Yeah. Home I, video if, slammed if on the brakes. Andrea Romano's involved, it's a killer cast. Yeah. Home video slammed on the brakes, and it was put on the shelf for the time being. The good thing... It, this is a good thing, really. The original plan was to do the DTV and season three concurrently, but long story short, we would have been stretched way too thin. Mm-hmm. JLU is is difficult enough show to do by itself without having to prep a feature length movie at the same time. Yeah, home video him. was still apparent. <laughs> ask him about how much fun it was to do Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, home video was still interested in making it apparently, so hopefully it'll happen. And then in two thousand five, he says originally no, sorry, he says um, Worlds Collide was going to bridge seasons two and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides the or- origin of the Invisible Jet, it also set up the supersized JLU concept. But it, yeah, it wound up becoming um, Crisis on Two Earths. I really wish we had seen this. Like part of me does anyway. I yeah, I really did. I, that one out is I would have been happy to happy to have. Mm-hmm. Now there was another um, there was another animated uh, DTV that didn't happen, which was Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. And it would have loosely followed the uh, the storyline from the comics, but it apparently it can it was canceled due to a lack of quote broad fan base appeal. The Titans do they clean up every time they're on screen? Yeah, I, I mean, the, every single time they're on screen. I'm still mad that Young Justice didn't get more time. I know it was a damn good show, actually. I know. Now we're gonna. I guess we're gonna end this out with one more thing. Okay. This is something I was talking to you about before. Uh-huh. The pre-Gotham Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, a long time ago, Warner Brothers, and uh, they, they were looking for to do a Gotham 
show, and they called it Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, God, it followed 18-year-old Bruce Wayne before he became Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, they wound up taking the, the concept and turning it over and making it Smallville eventually. Okay. But before it became Smallville, it was Bruce Wayne. And um, the reason they didn't do Bruce Wayne is because they were actually working on doing the Batman Year One script. They, were, they thought they were going to do Batman Year One. As a feature? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, they were going to yeah. do Year One as the feature, and then they didn't want to do the show. So Gotcha. Um, I wish they had done it, though. So when Nolan pitched Batman Begins, they, he would have been told, oh, we've already done that. Mm-hmm. But, um, saved us all a lot Tim, of trouble, guys. Could have saved us all. So uh, Tim McCanley's is the one that pitched the show, mm-hmm. and uh, the pilots, and he did the pilot script. This is the guy that wrote The Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that made it to film, he was able to do this. And um, he said it, would, it wouldn't uh, focus on Batman's origins, but what happens in the intervening years between the death of Bruce Wayne's parents and his decision to put the cowl on. He says everyone knew the origin, they just didn't know why and how. Hmm. Here's something cool. HBO was in talks to broadcast this thing. Hmm. Then that, Warner Brothers that, that's TV. That's the closest you've ever gotten to your dream, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry for you. Then, I am. I know. Then, TV, even, then Warner was, Brothers. It, did it hurt less when you didn't think it had ever, ever even gotten close? Did I don't hurt, know. Did it hurt more to see the word HBO there when you read it? It made me laugh, actually. <laughs> that's fair, too. Um, but um, So Warner Brothers decided it could be a big deal, and... Um, but then also realized that they were doing year one and they decided to, to pull their support of it. Um, right, right. Now, they actually, they got actually, they got into the stages of, of actually um, talking to people about playing these characters. X-Men Sean Ashmore was apparently in talks to play Bruce. Hmm. David Krumholtz was uh, apparently rumored for Jim Gordon and Michael Rosenbaum was going to be Harvey Dent. Oh, wow. And somewhere in there, someone remembered him and cast him as Lex Luthor on Smallville. Gotcha. Like this tape. Right? I guess. Hmm. Not bad. Not bad at all. So that's all I got for this episode. That's, that's, that's my rundown. That's, well, what's, that's, that's what's happening. We'll have another part <laughs> four maybe some way if, if you go penetrate the internet further. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I, I penetrate the internet uh, on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So um, I know the internet biblically. Right. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's I, in dude, a family I, way now. In in some ways, like so, some of this, maybe not, maybe was not worth a whole podcast. But dude, those Adam West projects. No, that that Adam West is worth everything to me. <laughs> and you I know, had to talk about Adam West. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Two words: zombie satellite. Zombie satellite. Marzies, good y'all. Marzies, fucking Marzies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he must have done a lot of drugs at one point in his life. I'm not sure you could have afforded them. West? I don't know. I, I mean, I now whenever I think surely, about West, you know, I mean, you know, think, and, think back to the well, time now. Frame, surely somebody in a room would, you know, pass a blunt to Batman. Probably, you're not wrong. I, I forget about that. I forget people are pretty, pretty. Uh, I guess generous with drugs for people they like. It, um, well, I, you know, I, I take it back. I'm not sure he did or I, what I'm. What I'm sure about is that he either did too much or too little drugs. Yeah, that, that's a possibility. And, you know, I was just you know I didn't, didn't hit that sweet spot. I guess I'm thinking of Adam West as in the in the years between Batman and Family Guy. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Adam West as basically Simon Trent from Beware the Grey Ghost. 
<laughs> he's he's just in like a little one room apartment trying to eke out a menial existence. I'm I'm almost sure he was doing okay. He meets Bert Ward every every Tuesday for lunch down at the Greasy Spoon. <laughs> lunch and a three o'clock orgy. It's back. They make sure that they're not busy so that they can pitch another Batman movie to right. DC. And he goes and checks out <laughs> Bert's dogs who have apparently been alive for like thirty five years. <laughs> Take pictures of Bert Ward's penis for the black market. Right. Next to like a quarter for perspective, you know. <laughs> he was they, they actually popularized banana for scale. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And on that note, I think that wraps it up, man. Um, I think so. I think so. I'm going to I'm just going to go we, like bathe in the warm afterglow of that fucking Adam West pitch is what I'm going to do. Right. I'm just going to bask in it. Just close my eyes <laughs> and imagine the film that I wish had happened. Yeah. Ultimately though, are you are you happy that I kept this one close to the vest? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, good. Good. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as Jason did. Um, I, me, I, this is just yeah. a great relief. This is a burden because I've been wanting to talk to, <laughs> to, to Jason about these Adam West pitches for like months. Right, just, right. It's, it's, it's almost been a pain. Just, oh, oh. I think I'm at least 15% further away from a heart attack now. Right. Your blood pressure well, just actively dropped, not having to carry that around anymore. Right. We are DC on screen. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and DCOnScreen.com. We are a part of the Giant Size Team Up Network, a proud member, we will say. And also proud members, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall mm-hmm. uh, do a fantastic job over there talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter and, and all of the new Avengers and Captain America and all that stuff coming out mm-hmm. uh, in theaters. They talk about all that stuff. They've done reviews of Daredevil. I'm over there sometimes doing, doing mm-hmm. reviews and stuff. So we've, we've had a lot of fun with those guys, too. Yeah. So go check those guys out. And um, Giant we'll be back next week. Starting new things Do you? Yeah. We're going to have new, you, new things uh, to pitch soon. Do you remember what our, what our show is going to be next week? Because I forgot already. Next week? Um, yeah. I believe next, What's next week, week is a preview of Gotham. Oh, well then. Yeah. I, we, We're just going to dive right in, huh? Ours is going to be longer than seven minutes. <laughs> it will be longer than seven minutes. I mean, we could just we could we could spend seven easy minutes just talking about how annoyed we are with Barbara. Um, Probably, yeah. We're we're gonna give a, a quick, you know, what what to expect, what we think, what we, where we think they're going, what are we looking forward mm-hmm. to, what are our hopes and dreams, what are we afraid of? <laughs> I'm afraid of Gotham season two. That's Why what I'm is Barbara of. still there? How many villains does it take to change a light bulb, and so on? Cool, cool, cool. So next week, Gotham season two, what to expect, as well as our uh, obligatory news episode. Obligat- it's Until a pleasure, then, sir. A pleasure. <laughs> Until then, keep some DC on on your screen because uh, we're going to specifically the the '90s Flash series. Yeah, that's going to take some time. <laughs> we're we're studying it in case. Just in case. Shirley Walker couldn't save it. No, she tried. God help her. (laughs) Anyway, take it easy, guys.